This is Aspiring Altruists, the show where you'll hear the stories of young professionals in the nonprofit sector working to change the world. We'll dive into their backgrounds, hear about the work they do, and ultimately learn how they got to where they are and how you can do the same. With the nonprofit sector comprising one of the largest U.S. workforces by tackling the world's biggest problems across nine major categories, you may just hear something that could change your life, and through it, the lives of countless others. Today's guest is one that has a passion for helping the immigrant population, Juan Perez. Juan is the student services coordinator at the English Empowerment Center. He's still pretty fresh out of school, having just graduated in 2021, and he elected to head right into the nonprofit sector. Similar to myself and many other guests on the show, Juan decided that he wanted to work to make a positive impact on those around him and the world in an area that's meaningful to him. With that in mind, let's hear from Juan. So, Juan, can you tell the listeners a little bit about the role that you're in and the organization you work for? Yeah, so I work for um, English Empowerment Center. What we do is we teach adult English. Um, usually they start out at a very little understanding to um, no understanding at all. We have students that have never been in school before, um, and we get them to a sixth grade reading level. And it's a three-year program, essentially. You can graduate into a second level. Uh, Where I come in is I'm the student services coordinator. I assist um, or I manage the uh, advising program, our student tutoring program, as well as I do small orientations um, throughout the semester on digital literacy apps and programs that our students can take advantage of online. Um, It's fun. I definitely find it more rewarding. I get to uh, go into actual classrooms and speak to the students. A lot of our team in the academic side and and the development side, they don't really get that opportunity. They, um, they, they're more an admin. I, I am more front-facing with the students, especially with advising and tutoring. I get to know the students and, and help them through their through their journey here. A lot of our students are immigrants to the Nova, Nova area. We see a lot of Latin, um, Afghan, and um, right now Ukrainian uh, students. It's with the situations going on in those countries, we're seeing a lot of influx, especially since we're so close to the capital and right. um, this massive metropolitan area. We see a lot of refugees and immigrants coming into the into this area, and we 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 help them kind of get their bearings. Um, and that's with English learning. Nice. Yeah, certainly, as you were describing, there are a lot of crucial activities to help people get adjusted, and especially, I'm sure, coming from hard situations, hard backgrounds, getting them both adapted in terms of being able to integrate into the workforce and into light here, but also just uh, working with them, I'm sure, in regards to the emotional burdens and kind of the just human aspects, the stresses that, that come along with such a harsh transition. Yeah, it's it's truly amazing and it's inspiring what our students go through. Yeah, and I know having seen your background a little bit that you seem to have a, a special interest in helping immigrants and the, and the immigrant population as a whole. Can you share a little bit of your backstory there? So I am an immigrant myself. I can't even be considered or uh, first generation. Some I've just come to realize or been informed that um, there's a 0.5 
generation. Um, and for those, I guess, uh, first generation is, is American or immigrant is the offspring that was born inside of America or the child, children that were born inside of America um, from immigrant families. Um, I immigrated with my family at the age of four. My parents made the tough decision to come to America, um, leaving a lot behind. My mom, um, she had a professional career in the government and my father was a doctor in, in Bolivia. Um, and for the sake of my future and my brother and my sisters, they, they took, they brought us here. Um, and just going through that, seeing I came at the age of 12. So thankfully I had to, I had the ability to have my entire educational career inside of America. Um, my sister was not so lucky. She's eight years older than me. And she kind of came in right at sixth grade and, and had mm -hmm. to learn English and had to um, learn the society that America, the different society that America has. And, um, seeing that seeing that struggle that my sister's gone through and and that my parents have gone through when they came here um they were they worked part-time jobs um from like morning to to night uh just to get by until we can finally stabilize stabilize ourselves um hmm. my mom think that she now is an owner of a a beauty salon and my father is retired a professor from his from a university in Bolivia but it took years it took about 20 years 21 years to to get to a place that's comfortable and wherever I can make that transition and journey easier for others I'm I'm down for that I see the fear in a lot of our students faces and mm -hmm. eyes I see the they're so wrapped up in the rightfully so in their situation and in the, their struggle that asking for help is is it can be such a barrier for certain students um and more so when they can't even speak the language a lot of them are there are some that are embarrassed and there are some that are I'll will come back once they can kind of grasp themselves here kind of once they've learned English on their own and on their ways yeah, I know from hearing your story there, maybe this kind of tells tells some of the answer to, to the next question I have for you. But here you are earlier in your career. And from, again, having seen your background, I know you dove pretty much right into the nonprofit sector out of school. So can you share for the audience here what led you towards the path that you're now on pretty much again right out of school? Kind of what I said before, but more so... I, my mother, like I said, she owns her own business. She's instilled a business uh, mindset in myself. I guess I do consider myself or consider myself an entrepreneur because I did want to work for myself. I, um, I liked business. I liked the deals of, I liked the, everything about kind of having your own company and organization. Um, and what pushed I think the the biggest thing is um what pushed me away from the private sector is the greed the immorality or the amorality of it all in business school or at ODU we were we I had different ethics class and uh business behavior classes that essentially taught us to lie to the the consumer to mm. um 
find the best way for you to make money um if and basically bottom line or the the bottom line that we're in in the black is the most important thing and i could not get with that um i did not appreciate the fact that um I'm here for myself. I'm here to to advance my career and my right. own goals. And uh, whoever is in the way of that, if they're a casualty, they're a casualty. And that's right. what I saw in a lot of just learning business and in um in in at ODU. And I studied marketing, um, mm-hmm. thinking that would be the the easiest way to get a business degree, yet still fall in line with what I like. Um, and it, I still saw the the just the crazy greed that is taught right yeah and of course that's the calling that a lot of people that go into the nonprofit sector feel a similar thing i mean i myself worked for a couple of years in the private sector for a produce distributor and i remember week after week because i was a, a buyer there responsible for sourcing produce that we would bring in and I remember just remember in week after week feeling like getting to the end of the week and feeling like kind of what was I doing? Like I was keeping the wheels turning, keeping things moving. And it's like, that's a important business that's in our society, like plays a key role of distributing food, things like that. But I just remember like if I did a better job at my job, meaning I bought better, saved the company more money, someone in finance saw that on the spreadsheet kind of thing and it all resulted in more profit for the company. And it was just, uh, so I think what you were sharing there is, yeah, the similar sentiment to a lot of people that are led to the nonprofit sectors looking, looking for something more than just earning a paycheck or earning the company money or just keeping our society as we know it going. Uh, Yeah. And so with, with that in mind that you discussed there, just kind of, I guess, gave us a sense of this, but is there something that you, as you look ahead here still early in your career, maybe you have a sense of it, of of what you hope to accomplish through the work that you're doing now and then ultimately through your career? I'm kind of setting myself up to get to these goals. One of the things that I, I thought of right after high school, or right, no, after high school was I wanted to kind of have this this program or this organization that helps individuals or immigrants uh, transition into American life and American society, uh, whether that's um, job training, um, employability, um, enrichment, or just English education, um, whatever that idea was, it was kind of this big play. It, what I thought of essentially was the English Empowerment Center. I just didn't know of it yet. And now that I'm here, it's a lot of what I thought of I wanted to do. I wanted to, you know, help people find a better path for themselves. And what I'm working on right now is we're putting together a career fair. Um, I call it the Career and Opportunities Fair. And it's um, twofold. One, career to be able to offer our students um, interview uh, opportunities as well as um, knowledge of different companies who who are seeking individuals um, in all types of um, entry level, higher level positioning, all types of positions. Um, and then the other fold is kind of the social service of it all. Um, we have a, a, a couple of companies, whether they're immigrant services or um, a training program for uh, apprenticeships. Um, I want our students to kind of 
um, get in front of those organizations because uh, through translation or through transportation, um, childcare barriers, there's so many roadblocks um, in front of our students that contacting these organizations or speaking to them um, can be impossible. And mm -hmm. the career fair is kind of bringing them together, bringing everybody in one place so that they can know of every, of all the help that's in the Nova area. So I'm kind of, that's, that's, um, one thing I definitely wanted to accomplish when I got here and I'm kind of on the way to doing it. It's set for April 17th. So uh, fingers crossed all goes well and we help out a whole bunch of people. Well, that's certainly a good thing to be focusing on. Glad to hear that's, that's upcoming for you and kind of, yeah, giving everybody a sense of what it is you're trying to do both in the short term here as well as the, the long term. Yeah, yeah. The I kind of said the the long term. Ultimately, I would love to have an organization, or I like to run an organization that kind of does some, something similar, but more so. Um, what we do here is so it can be broad, and with mm -hmm. through advising, it it can be tailored to a student. Um, but I would love to have an organization that tailors their their services and their help, um, to every single individual or client. Well, what uh, for the listeners here is kind of a, some kind of takeaway that they should have uh, if they're looking to know more specifically about the cause that you're working for? I would say um, go out and volunteer. Our organization runs um, so easily because of our volunteers. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have some extra time, if you are interested in helping those uh, around you, especially immigrants, um, find an organization that works with them, either teaches English or does immigrant services and find out how you can kind of um, insert yourself to, to assist them. The This nonprofit works because people make it work because the people built the community to do so. And right. it helps when younger people, people out of college, um, people who have retired and now have the 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 money or the time to donate. Um that is that is the backbone of why nonprofits get this run. Right. Yep, certainly a critical a critical part of it here. Well, uh, I'll ask you the same thing that I ask all my guests here, which is if there were one thing about either life in general or maybe specifically work or perhaps any other area what is one thing that you could you would like to share with our audience i think enjoy it we get so bogged down by even this conversation by our future with what's mm. coming up what we're planning for ourselves what we're um expecting for ourselves uh a lot of my early 20s, I did not enjoy because I was just so nervous, so mm. anxious about life and what's coming um, ahead. And obviously, life's had its, you know, uh, turns, ups and downs. Who would have thought COVID would have been a thing? But we, we adapt. And, and one thing you have to do is just take it in. Take what right. you've gone through and and just say i i did that i am i can honestly say that i lived through that right so taking taking everything in stride learning from the challenges along the way and kind of enjoying the ride 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just about all we've got time for here. But how can people best connect with you if they'd like to learn more? I brushed up my LinkedIn. Um, you can reach me there, Juan Salvador Perez Mercado. Um, or if you'd like to find out more about the English Empowerment Center, um, EnglishEmpowermentCenter.org is our website. Uh, anybody who would like to volunteer, anybody who would like to um, become an advisor or tutor, yeah, definitely reach out or even just learn more about the work that we do and, and you can take it um to wherever you're working or wherever you live and and kind of start helping there. Well, as always, I will share the link to your LinkedIn as well as the link to the organization you work for. And I know I've seen on there people can find your profile on your organization's website. So if they'd like to learn more about you or others on your team, definitely, yeah, thanks for coming on the show, kind of giving your unique perspectives on the immigration population and the challenges that they face here integrating into the U.S. and for sharing your story. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's great. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. Hopefully you learned something new about the work happening in the nonprofit sector and were inspired to get involved. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening from. If you want to learn more about today's guest, how you can contact them and explore the organization they work for, check out the show notes. But that'll do it for this episode. Come back next time to hear from yet another aspiring entrepreneur.